As a Dominican, today's gospel truly strikes a chord in my heart as it has been very inspiring for our founder, St. Dominic, whose um, eighth centenary of death we are celebrating this year, so it makes it even more significant. So as the story goes, the time was January 12th, 16th. Pope Innocent III, who approved the founding of the Dominican order, had just died. So the future of the order was quite uncertain. St. Dominic wasn't quite sure if this order would survive with the next pope. So he was praying earnestly at the Basilica of St. Peter in Rome. And suddenly he saw a vision. He saw St. Paul give him a book. St. Peter give him a staff. And they said to him, go and preach. And soon afterwards, he saw another vision in which he saw Dominican friars going two by two to all around the world to preach the gospel, just like what we heard today in the gospel. And a year later, on the Feast of Assumption, now back in southern France, the first foundation of the order outside Toulouse, St. Dominic courageously implemented this vision. So he asked the older brothers to go out to different places in Europe, carrying no money, just like those 12 apostles. He sent brothers to Spain, to Paris, to preach, to start new communities, and to study. And he and another brother also went to Rome to start a new community over there. Only a handful of brothers who were still in formation were allowed to stay, or those who formed them were allowed to stay outside Toulouse in southern France, whereas all the others had to leave southern France and go to other parts of Europe to preach the gospel. And this, in the history of the Dominican order, is known as the Great Dispersion and became a hallmark of the Dominican order because the Dominican order, since its very foundation, uh, has been an order of preachers with an apostolic thrust, living the life of the apostles in preaching the gospel and living in poverty since the very, very beginning. Um, also, um, uh, from the outset, there has always been an international dimension to it. But what about non-Dominicans, especially the majority of us here who are either non, uh, not in a religious order, non-religious, or uh, not priests? My answer is that, well, that is true, but all of us are called by our Lord to preach the gospel, whether we are Dominicans or not. Why is that? Allow me to explain. So for the last two weeks, uh, in the Sunday Mass readings, we have been reflecting on the, pro uh, the prophethood, the prophetic ministry of Christians. So last Sunday, we first heard about God's calling of prophet Ezekiel to speak the word of God. And today, as we just heard from the first reading, we heard about the calling of prophet Amos. What is interesting is that Prophet Amos didn't come from a priestly family nor a royal lineage. He was just like an average Joe. He was just tending the sycamore tree in his orchard and he was shepherding his sheep. And suddenly, God's call came to call him out to preach the, the word of God, to prophesy. 
And last Sunday, in the gospel, we heard about Jesus himself identifying himself as a prophet. And he actually is the prophet of all the prophets. He is the one whom all the prophets in the Old Testament pointed to. And so he famously, uh, we just heard him say that any prophet is not without any respect except in his hometown. So clearly he saw himself as a prophetic figure. And in today's gospel, we heard how he entrusted this prophetic ministry to the 12 apostles to continue to speak the word of God, to preach repentance in the kingdom of God. So as we can see, being a prophet is not only to prophesy in a conventional conventional sense or to, as we predict the future. Yes, this is true that God has given some people the gift to foretell the future, but this is only a tiny portion of the prophetic ministry. What is even more important in this ministry is that it's about revealing the truth of God and speak the words of God. And all of us can do that, and all of us are called to do that. And as we can see from above, especially the, uh, the examples of the 12 apostles, as well as Prophet Amos, um, God has called many people from all sorts of different walks of life to do just that. This is because by our baptism, we have put on Christ, as St. Paul famously says. In other words, we share the identity and missions of our Lord Jesus Christ as, as a prophet, king, and priest. And we also have inherited the faith that have been handed down by the 12 apostles. So Lumen Gentium, the church's pastoral constitution says this, Christ, the great prophet, continually fulfills his prophetic office until the complete manifestation of glory. He does this not only through the hierarchy of the church, but also through the laity whom he made his witnesses so that the power of the gospel may shine forth in their daily social and family life. They conduct themselves as the children of the promise. And the Constitution goes on to say, the laity go forth as powerful proclaimers of a faith of things to be hoped for. When they courageously join their profession of faith, alive, springing from the faith, this evangelization, that is, the announcing of Christ by a living testimony, as well as by, um, by, speak, the, by spoken word, takes on a special quality and a special force in that it is carried out in the ordinary surroundings of the world. I think this last point is very, very important because if you look at me as a, as a priest, my life basically is surrounded by the parish, the rectory, the parochial school, the parish office, and that's basically the bulk of my life. Whereas you as the parishioners, as laity, you have different professions, different careers, different circles of friends with different social circles. So you have a much, much broader reach to the society than I can ever have. Also, in today's secularized society, you may be the only person that, the only Catholic 
the only Christian that your friends, your colleagues may ever encounter. And so that, so that everything they know about the Catholic Church, everything they know about Christianity is through you. And that is very, very important and very, very significant. So concretely, how do we fulfill our prophetic office in our daily lives? I think first of all, the most important thing is that we need to live an authentic Christian life. What we say and what we do have to be consistent. Otherwise, we do our faith a disservice because people would not take us seriously. In other words, we need to treat our family and neighbors with charity. We also need to treat others with justice and fairness. And if we have wronged other people in some ways, we should try to seek restitution and reconciliation. But also, very, very, uh, very, very importantly and easily done, uh, we can be not shy about praying in the public. A very, very simple example is this. So for example, if we go to the restaurant, before we start eating, when, the, when the, 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 the dishes are brought to our table, we can say a quick prayer and let us not be shy to make a sign of the cross because this sign alone is a powerful witness that people can see that, yes, there are people who truly believe that uh, they should give thanks to God before eating. But also, when people wonder why we have the joy and peace that other peoples don't seem to have, we should boldly provide a testimony of faith and tell them that this is because we believe in Jesus Christ who gives us this peace, this joy. And also, if other people have questions about our faith, why do you go to church on Sundays? Or why do you pray to the Blessed Virgin Mary for her intercession? We should also try our best to explain to them why we do all these. And also, moreover, if they have any curiosity or if they have any openness uh, to, to prayer, to join us, we should try to invite them to the church to pray with us sometimes. But in short, everything we do, we try to radiate the truth, love, and joy of Jesus Christ. And of course, it's not easy to do. It's much easier said than done. We all know that. Uh, and it could be a very long process to accompany somebody from being a non-believer to become a baptized Catholic. It takes a lot of patience, uh, a lot of time to accompany them, and a lot of prayer. And so for this reason, we should definitely try to pray, to always pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, to be able to use the, the right words, the, the right method, to guide other people to our Lord Jesus Christ. So to conclude, I would just like to leave you with one thought. If your faith in God has changed your life for the better, why? Why wouldn't you want to share it with everyone else? <laughs>